Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. State of Combat Podcast on CBS Sports with your boy, the Brian Campbell. Why don't we do this thing, right? Talk boxeo fresh off a big upset this weekend in the PBC. A surprise retirement from across the pond. And a look ahead to what has in store on the box this week. If we have any new listeners out there, thanks for joining what we're doing here, you may be asking yourself, I know BC, but who's that guy he's always talking to? Oh, who's this, who's this person you're, you're, you're interviewing? I'm sorry? Rafe. I'm Rafe. His name is Rafe. He is a New York Times best-selling author. He's the, he's the best writer in the boxing business today. From TheAthletic.com, it's cruiserweight aficionado, Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you, let me lick you up. up. Rafe, straight from the crack store, Rafe, the liquid crack store. How is it, bro? It's good, but this echo ain't no good. Echo still there, Rafe? We good? We good? We are. Are you with me, Brian? I am with you. Just, I mean, tell me, tell me, right? Please, please, can't find. I know it. you miss. I it. know you miss Brian. The days of my weird internet connection <laughs> in Los Angeles in Eagle Rock. Uh, me, Shout right? out! Look at me. Look at me. Are you with me? Yes, yes. L- look yes. at me. Are you with me? I'm with you. You are with me. We belong together. When two become one. True. Very true, Rafe. Very, very true. Um, one more thing on that topic. Okay. Uh, Rafe, um, weird week in between week for box right now. You know, we're trying to get fired up for what might in between month in what might be an in between year for that's, box. That's not wrong. Um, I don't want to, you know, bring up topics that people don't come to this show to hear about, you know, which is, you know, I mean, can we bring in Bob for that? UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also look like skinhead white guys. Well, did you happen to uh, see anything fallout of UFC 248 in Las Vegas where I was this weekend stiff arming that Corona to see the action? Fallout? What fallout? I heard there was a good fight, and I heard there was a bad fight. Yes. I am happy that at least one Polish fighter had a... I don't know if that Polish fighter won, if if uh, Joanna won or not. But I know she fought well, and everybody loves her. I know she also had a quite a hematoma going. That's the fallout I know. Remember that softball inside of Hasim Rahman's forehead? Yeah, they put like a ship inside of hers. That was... Gnarly, Rafe, those two, two chicks at one time, by the way, those two chicks fought like 
I want to say Gotti Ward. It was almost Gotti Ward on steroids the way they fought. Hard, hard men. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, Speaking of that and Bob Arum, I don't know if you caught him on uh, Ariel Helwani's ESPN MMA show this week. Chris the- Ariola Helwani? The f- yeah, check out the areolas on that guy. Wow. You got beat by a man. Uh, so actually, a man with titties did get beat this weekend. Well, more on that to come, Rafe. Uh, the first interview since the skinhead white guy interview in which Ariel was basically like, Bob, all these years later, what's your thoughts on MMA, bro? No, but I'm not going to kid you here and tell you, oh, I've changed my mind. It's a great, great sport. I love that mixed martial arts. I know. I think it's trash. <laughs> That's how gangster he is, Rafe, okay? What, what, would, what, would, what could Ariel possibly expect from Bob at 88 years old, staring down the coronavirus, flying all around the country, that he's going to uh, somehow bend the knee to skinhead white guys at this point in his life? <laughs> Even with the ESPN like marriage between... Dana White and Bob Arum here. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Bob, can we keep talking to you about MMA? So obviously he's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. All right, enough. Enough, enough on that. Enough enough on that on this show in general, right? People don't come here for that. Uh, I don't want to see two men in panties rolling around. But seriously, let's get serious for a second, Rafe. Um, this, This coronavirus thing is, I mean, local, national, international, it's taking over. Um, in my state of Connecticut, they canceled all the winter sports high school tournaments. Everybody's in an uproar. They're canceling music festivals, conferences left and right. Will we see this in the box at all, Rafe? Will we see any? I've already seen, um, who's that Chinese heavyweight? Not, not Taishan Dong, the other guy. Zhang Zilin? Zhang Weili, no, uh, Zhang, uh, Zhang Zilail. Yeah, he's, he's Zilei, claiming yeah. his career is, 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 uh, sidetracked now because they won't let him leave China. Will we start seeing Empty arena. Okay, that's just an excuse. His career was he was he invited for to a fight outside of China? Was he did he have a date? Was anybody looking for a Zhang Zilei fight? No, he's he's just spinning his wheels. Uh, I can't argue with that. Ever since I took that selfie with him in the MGM when he smelled like uh, he smelled bad, Rafe. Maybe maybe just worked oh, out. Yo yo, yo 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 yeah yo yo yo. Relax, relax, relax. Yeah. relax. Relax with the weird, I don't know, racism stuff. How is that racist to say a man smelled, Rafe? I just, I made me a little uncomfortable. Look, right. I, I have right. my, I'm a little bit closer to the white hot core of internet, um, uh, moral, whatever superiority. And I'm not saying I agree with every bit of it, but I will let you know when you're getting a little too close. All right. Well, he's a big one, isn't he? For a Japanese guy, there's no doubt about that. No, 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 no. He's Chinese guy. Come on. Rafe, in all, in all seriousness. Frank Warren got way too close. There. Yes, he did. Rafe, in all seriousness, do you think, uh, it'll extend? I just saw the state of Ohio, which has a skinhead white guy UFC card coming up, has basically said all high school, college, and pro events need to be crowdless. Will we see empty arena boxing matches in the U.S.? Because of the TV deals still being strong, you know, you still want to broadcast them. Will we see that, right? I've thought about this, and I now I don't have any predictions I am particularly confident in, especially given all the, the scary and rapidly changing information about uh, the coronavirus and how it's spreading, what, you know, what it actually does, who is most vulnerable. All of that, it seems like it changes almost uh, every 6 to 12 hours. But anyway... On one hand, I think, yes, we will see that because that that appears to be what's happening 
as the virus spreads around, you know, in other countries, if, if you think that, you know, the United States could be 10 days or two weeks behind what, unfortunately, Italy is dealing with right now, where they have shut down all sporting events in the entire country, um, then we, you know, th- then it, certainly if, if things continue on a similar path and the virus spreads throughout the United States, then yeah, we would expect to see some boxing events canceled probably or rescheduled and we would probably eventually move to seeing them on you know just on tv perhaps with no in the top ranked gym hey that's great business for bob um now that's that i think but that but there's another side to this because boxing is this legal wild west where you can venue shop if you so choose and there are always in boxing opportunists who are going to look for loopholes and ways to get around what everyone else is doing if it uh, if it serves them financially. So could we see instances where the the say say and look, I don't even know if it's possible for every state in the you know all fifty states in our country to get on the same page no. and say. We're, we're shutting down these, you know, any kind of gathering of this event, any, any event that's going to attract a crowd or could attract a crowd of greater than a thousand people, say. But even – say that does happen, which could be pretty unlikely. Um, try to tell Alaska what to do. Try to tell Connecticut what to do. Uh, Connecticut folds like a, like a, like a chair. Oh, how but, dare you? How dare you? Willie Pep. Come on, bro. The home of Willie – of uh, Chad Dawson, all right? Come on. <laughs> That ain't no Canastota, my friend. You do not have no Carmen Batillo, Carmine, excuse me, Batillo in your state. Yes, yes, indeed. Wow, if only I was quicker on the soundboard, this show would be great, Rafe. Um, yeah. Boxing folklore has it that Carmine Bastillo after a fight. Bastillo, sorry. Yes, yes. The Battle of uh, Bastillo, anyway, yes. But even at, say, say the entire U.S. shuts down, Brian, but someone can still take a fight to you know to but there someone can still take a fight to a place in another country where they're willing to put it on would we see that is boxing so corrupt uh not not morally corrupt i mean uh no of course no one would ever accuse boxing of being actually legally corrupt but morally bankrupt that they would go that this sort of venue shopping could happen in boxing uh yeah, <laughs> it always happens in boxing. You just see Anthony Joshua. But in matters of life, well, it's Saudi Arabia. Of life and death. Boxing yeah, and ethics true. don't really always mix. But, you know, I mean, bo- boxing to me is like a hood sport, Rafe. Okay, I just look. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, not even talking boxing, just life. I feel like we're like heading into like a a weird sort of like two month shutdown of life, and then hopefully we can you know, wipe that virus clean. Uh, maybe too bad. There's just not something you could take, Rafe, that would, you know, immunize you something that you could, you could swallow. In fact, now look, that's, that's dangerous. We've been warned in the fact, in the past by, by Tyson Fury. That's a man. He didn't, he swallowed. The old term in boxing is he swallowed. Well, I've had a man swallows once. It's hard to come back from. He'll always do it. Now he says that, Rafe, but his father, Big John Fury, maybe, the toughest man in the world, right? He once fish hooked an eyeball. So many warriors have come out of his, uh, of his what, what, John? He's come out of my nutsack. So he's gonna be good, isn't he? Exactly. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm not just saying it, but I've never been proved wrong yet. And let me tell you something. Anything I bred can fight. Like Yolvar Ball, he's undefeated, Rafe, okay? He's never been beaten. Uh, 
But here's what he said about that topic. I swallowed it. It's not a nice feeling, but I'm a man that can cope with anything, me. Uh, he'll never be the same, Rafe, but, uh, you know, apparently he's impenetrable to that. Can we swallow something, Rafe? Is there a vaccine? Is there anything besides trash bags over our face like these people in Memphis? Do you see that news report? What's going on <laughs> that here? That was rough. That was, look, uh, I, my favorite part of that clip was <laughs> the father spraying his kid with all kinds of, I don't even know, like a spray bottle of alcohol uh, just all over the place <laughs> right before yeah. sending him into school. Um uh no, there's not going to be a vaccine for a very long time. I mean, it takes like years to to develop FDA approved vaccines. So right. that that we're unfortunately the the immunity we're likely to develop as a people, hopefully all of us as individuals, but usually doesn't work out that way is the sort of survival of the fittest uh kind of immunity. Heard it, you know, but hey, um let's 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 try and be careful. What was I going to ask you? I had another question. Oh, if we start if if things turn into a de facto lockdown people are really staying inside more does that end up being great for ratings i you know you feel like it has to right like so the last recession we had in this country was what, like 08 is that yeah, would that be an accurate great statement recession. i was working at espn i remember like we were thriving during that time because you know sitting at home watching sports that 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 business doesn't go out of business when people are uh don't have any money to spend. So uh you know, you could probably still afford ESPN plus during this stretch. So yeah, we, we could still be okay, Rafe, even with empty arenas, right? You don't have to you don't have to paper the arena anymore. It doesn't matter. If if you're um Bob Arum or Al Heyman, one of the one of the mockers in the the boxing business who still relies on a pay per view model, are you rushing to pull together a giant pay per view for the height of uh, everyone being cooped up in their houses, socially distancing themselves to stay away from the coronavirus and thinking maybe we'll have a captive audience here and we can squeeze them for an extra 80 bucks here. Are you like thinking about an anti-corona card brought to you by Tecate? Is that what you're thinking <laughs> like about? The, right like here? the, like the, the no Trump undercard yes, on uh, Manny Pacquiao, Tim Bradley 3. I just love that I actually saw a local news report that said, Snorting cocaine is not a cure for the to protect you from the corona. Like this actually happened on local news, right? Look, I'm saying it, I know why I have a runny nose. Is all I'm saying, all and right. it ain't the coronavirus. Hey, let me use some heroin. That won't fix it either, Dwyer. All right? Please don't die, yeah. Dwyer. More beer for me. Okay, that might help. That might help, indeed. All right, we're gonna get into the show. It's time. People don't want to hear. Oh, I did play basketball last night, Rafe. I'm losing. I'm losing control of my emotions. Okay, I got into another scuffle over just a... stop look look in the mirror man well here's the deal rafe don't isn't there a thing about respecting the call isn't that a thing i don't know i, I that stop nobody should ever really argue over calls it ain't worth it i saw the ball go off the guy's back all right that's why i didn't that's why i didn't dive after it i know it was off him and then suddenly everybody's in the other end of the court i'm like no no I, guys I, I'm, I'm right here i saw it i was the closest it was off that guy what am I, a clown? What you know? What am I here for you for you guys to laugh at me? Look, uh, next next week, make sure you bring a pen to stab someone with. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I, we had like a charity dodgeball tournament in this town, Rafe, last year. I don't think they're gonna ask me back. I got it. I mean, I was like that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Are you you have you you know your your sons are involved in sports. Are you an okay? Are you okay in that situation? Are you are you turning into a uh, 
um, uh, one of those sports dads. No, no, I'm very passive, very calm, just cheering on. You know, you know, I'm talking about my own athletics, Ray. Whatever's I, left, yeah. whatever juice <laughs> you, left. You don't know. need to steal glory from the Campbell boys. No, There's no, plenty no. of glory left yes. in this nutsack. Oh boy! All right, hey, we're gonna get into the show uh, right after we pause quickly for a word from our friends and sponsors. Yeah, all right, dig it. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. And we're back, BC Rafe Books. Uh, Rafe, we're here to look back at the weekend that was. We had what was considered a waste of time, no panache, a fight, PBC on Fox in Brooklyn. Why the hell is Adam Kovnatsky fighting the dried-up husk of the Icelandic Nordic, uh, whatever you call him, Robert nightmare. Hellenius the Nightmare? Uh, it turns out this is why we lace them up, Rafe, okay? This is why they play the game. Because Robert Hellenius sent Adam Kovnatsky to hell, Rafa, in shocking fashion. Now, here's the deal. It's a shock because the matchmaking sucked, because Hellenius is like 37 and he his career fell apart, and because somehow Kovnatsky was like a minus 3,600 favorite. But in reality, Rafe, it's not that this couldn't happen with a 6-7 puncher against a guy who drops his hands, comes in, and just bangs with anyone he's in the ring against. So I wasn't that shocked, yet Kovnatsky got the crap beat out of him, Rafe. In a fight he was winning, it just was over. That part I thought was pretty surprising. Yeah, look, I, it, it, when you when you look at Adam Kovnatsky and the, and his style of fighting and the the way that he paid his no att- no attention to defense seemingly for a heavyweight in a division where the one thing you can give most heavyweight professional boxers credit for being able to do is land a heavy punch and hurt someone. That is the one thing these guys do well. They don't move. They, they well, many of them don't have jabs. They can't throw combinations. They can't dodge punches. They, you know, some of them are only good for a round and a half, but they, they can, if they hit you, they can hurt you. Um, and Kafnatsky has this style that sort of threw caution to the wind. And, and there was this sense that eventually that was going to fail him. Now, it is definitely a surprise that Robert Hellenius at this stage in Robert Hellenius's career was the guy to do it. But even, yes, Kafnatsky was winning before the fourth round but he also didn't look great right i mean he he was getting caught clean he was reacting to those punches from kovnatsky in a way that he didn't react to the punches of charles martin or chris Ariola, which he did basically walk through but these were landing and even if kovnatsky was still coming forward and throwing punches and doing enough to look like he might get through it and win that fight there was more there there was some more that the Hellenius punches were landing differently. Does that mean Kovnatsky had just reached a point where he'd taken too much punishment and maybe he's, he'd, he'd broken down a little bit? Maybe. Does that mean he just ran up against a puncher who had a little bit more than he was used to walking through and couldn't, he bit off more than he could chew? I don't know. 
the, look, Kovnatsky, the idea of him as this championship contender at heavyweight uh, was, you know, I don't know. If you believed it, you only Richard Dwyer believed that. Only Richard Dwyer and hardcore Bullish, Bullish, Polish boxing Twitter believed that, Brian. <laughs> Shout out to my it man was, Presmek, right? Yo, journalist? I, he's he's the journalist. awesome, but... Do you remember how how people would get jumped on for 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 suggesting that Kovnatsky didn't look like yes. an elite fighter, and then all of a sudden, and, and the answer would be, well, look, he's beating Gerald Washington faster than Deontay Wilder beat him, and he's beating uh, who's the other uh, Wilder opponent that that um, Ariola. But and by the way, right. um, that and there was another one before that too. Um, Spilka, but anyway, Arthur Spilka. Yeah, Spilka. He sent Spilka to hell, but like. So, so Spilka, late career, 2019 Areola, and Gerald Washington. What top 15 heavyweights wouldn't you favor over all those guys? It's fair, and it's fair to think, wow, uh, this guy, Hellenius, just got knocked out by Gerald Washington, who's not a puncher. It's not even a boxer, really, Rafe. No disrespect to him, right? He comes in in great shape and tries to win, but... uh uh, yeah, you couldn't have saw this coming, although now it's easy to look back at that Areola fight and just be like, why was that fight so competitive? Was it because Chris Areola Charles Martin fight. got into shape and actually tried for, you know, one final time? Or is Kovnatsky's style just welcoming anyone off the street to come in here and bang? Will somebody come in here and bang with me? Remember when that skinhead white guy said that, Rafe? Let me bang with somebody! Let somebody stand up and bang with me! The guy loves to bang, but um, you posed a question on TheAthletic.com, which basically said, like, was he always overrated? Rafe, no qualifiers. Was he always overrated, bro? Look, don't don't put those I'll headlines put the, I'll on put me. Put I don't that write Ricky that. Bobby I don't write them headlines. You want to know what I... The only words I'm responsible for are the ones in the text, all right? So, but yeah, well, honestly, yes, he was always overrated. Any, if you rated him highly, yes, you overrated him. Well, Dwyer has a has a theory on what went wrong in this fight, Rafe. The mistake Konotsky makes, one man's opinion, is he should have milked it. There are ways to milk it. Rafe, is he, is he talking about? Is he talking about? He's talking about like in the middle of the fight, grabbing the udder. This is utterly ridiculous. Right. And just squeezing it, Rafe. What is he talking that, about? That would be a really disrespectful man, disrespectful way to get beat by a by a man with titties. If he he was milking them on top of you after he knocks your ass out. You got him, Robert. Robert, you got him. Okay. Uh, so here's the deal, Rafe. Yes, it, it does sort of beg us to go, wait, were we kind of overdoing it? Even though he put together a string of, of, of know, what? Of, against who? I mean, I know. At the, time, Teddy. at the time, it seemed a fairly solid string of names. And you're like, okay, Look, so we're beating, ready for him to beating step Deontay's, up. De- beating Deontay Wilder's resume does not mean that much. Okay, we could say that now. It's easier to say that now, where before the fight, it's like, okay, he's not beating a top 10 guy, but he's beating all the guys you need to beat to get to that level, so get him a fight against an elite. Well, he showed us that at the moment he doesn't deserve that fight. Does this derail his career long term? Well, the answer is no if he comes back with a big win, and then if he gets matched with like an Andy Ruiz type and he does well, no. But I think this is a monster, not warning sign, but sort of just reveal that... uh even if he had gotten in with those elites, the style just sets him up to get sent to hell and get hurt, Rafe, right? 
I mean, when you come in that, you know, out of shape, you don't move your head, your hands are down, you, you walk into oncoming traffic, you step up, you're going to get knocked out. Yeah, I think so. I, look, it's heavyweight. Crazy things happen. Um, I think that he still can have a very fun and good career from here and win and, and have some surprising wins now that he's not going to be considered a future champion by some in the division. He, look, if he ended up fighting, you could still see his style giving even somebody like Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua some trouble because he will just come forward and throw punches and force them to land, to knock his ass out, basically. And if they don't do it before he gets to them, he could cause some trouble for those guys. They, I, I would, I would expect both, both of them to handle Kalnatsky, but it's not impossible. And he has other things going for him that look, we, we joke about Polish boxing Twitter, but it, it helps a whole lot to be able to mobilize a huge fan base at the Prudential Center in Newark or at Barclays Center in New York and have them come out and be wild and, and create a great, you know, sell a lot of tickets and support and have a great atmosphere. And people want to see him fight and he, and he makes fun fights. So he'll get more chances. I think he'll get more decent wins. I also think he'll get a few more losses against guys who you may not expect or when he steps up, he'll get his ass handed to him. Look, if he couldn't, you saw what happened when Anthony Joshua fought Charles Martin. That was that 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 wasn't a fight, right? Two rounds, goodbye. Then Kavnatsky fights Charles Martin. Ten rounds, life or death. That's the level Bro, we're talking about Charles here. Charles Martin's a god. Look, I don't. I, the, 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 the Charles Martin hive. I ain't with y'all. No, it's his own hive. It's a one man hive. He said it. No, no, he has his his people on Twitter who no, love his don't. antics. No, he don't, bro. The antics, the antics. They love the antics. They do, they do. The man is an interesting quote. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this will probably get Bobby Hellenius a fight. Um, you know, he is who he is too. It was too sort you of. Know that he's gonna get thrown in with like some. He's gonna get like a championship shot out of this now. Well, imagine it's, if it's... Wilder loses. Boxing is full of s, man. If Wilder should lose the Fury trilogy bout. These are the perfect sort of like let's build them back up, guys. You know, yeah. Like Kovnatsky. I mean, maybe even Andy Ruiz down the line. We'll see what happens. Life with... the... So, uh, Joe Goosen had that big announcement on the Fox card. Who did he end up saying he's training? People thought he was going to end up training Wilder. Was it Ruiz? Did he Kubrat say? Pulev. Oh, Kubrat Pulev. Yes. Uh, sending Joe Goosen to Bulgaria. Well, here's the thing: Goosen and Bul- and Pulev on the streets of Bulgaria doing damage. I, I that's gonna be a wild training camp after dark. I actually love that move for Pulev because he's a puncher, he's aggressive, and you have an offensive coach here who just teaches you to to bang, you know. And Pulev already does Brian, that in his Brian, free time. Are you serious? You think this is gonna make any kind of difference? I'm not saying this is gonna lift him to winning the three <laughs> belts from Anthony Josh. I'm just saying, is it? A, could you do worse, Rafe? Some some Thailand guy you never heard of in his corner, but no, he's got Joe Why, who, who was Kubrat Pulev's trainer? I don't, I don't know that. I don't some Bulgarian guy? No, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know. Seriously, Rafe. Okay, I'm just saying. After that fight, if he looks good, do you know what I'm gonna be saying to you? But look at him now. Look at him now. That's all that Thank you. Pulev is a good fighter, and and Joe Goosen is a great trainer. But Joe Goosen is definitely one of the 
kind of open for business. I will train anybody for one fight type guys in the sport. And he does a great job with that, right? But we've seen him do fights with Amir Khan, with uh, I mean, you name him. Remember he wore that white jumpsuit in the Chavez uh, Fanfara fight for the 172 lineal crown? That yeah. was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. It's just – and so I think this is sort of in that vein of a assignment for Joe Goosen. And great for him. He deserves the work. He'll get – Pulev into shape. Pulev has been around. Wait, how old is Pulev? 36, 38? 38 maybe. He, yeah. I mean, he had the mandatory with Anthony Josh in like what? Like 2017 and he got hurt and, and Carlos Takam. No, the mandatory. Yeah. Carlos yeah. Takam as had, as Eddie would say, the great Eddie Hearns. So, uh, as long as Kovnatsky keeps away from certain heavyweights, Rafe. You mess with my soul. There's only one place you go in the hospital for a long time. So stay away from that man. Uh, Rafe, quickly. And by quickly, I mean 10 seconds. Uh, this was an undercard full of heavyweights, a Jogba, Carlos Negron. Uh, anything worth talking about out of that? I can't remember anything. All right. No. No. I don't. All right. Well, how, when does, when does a Jogba lose? Uh, Who's going to Seth Mitchell his ass? That's the thing. Do they keep, like, what's PBC's goal with him? Because there's something there, right? And if you keep the unbeaten he's record, he's very big, and he looks like he's in shoot, great shape. He looks like a killer. Do you eventually prop him up to fight Deontay one day, or are you? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with him. Or, you know, do you give him Andy Ruiz at some point to really test him? I mean, all fat fellas can fight. You got to be careful, Rafe. That's a dangerous fight. I don't look. I think they would. They probably want to be a little more judicious with their first step up for. Actually, give him, uh, give him Kovnatsky. Here's the deal. He should have been fighting Kovnatsky if, if, if boxing had real matchmaking, right? That should have been the fight this yeah. weekend. That would have been a tough, that, that, I mean, that's a real step up. I mean, that's Britain. I, They're giving us Dubois and Joe Joyce. They ain't fooling around, Rafe. This ain't PBC. This ain't, uh, Broner, Rafe. I don't know what, what you think it, this it is. It is you know? PBC. This ain't Jorge Brian. Coda. This ain't Jorge Coda. Um, I could, I mean, like he could be fighting Steve Cunningham next. Who the hell knows, man? Uh, or remember Czar Glasscock? Remember when he lost? Hey, the- hey, hey! He <laughs> was going. He was on a championship track. Just happened to suffer a untimely ACL injury and never fought Prince again. Charles could they give him sexy Sergio's ACLs, Rafe? Maybe get hit with an equilibrium shot. And yeah, all right. I'll uh, Rafe give big, him Craig Smith's ACLs. Big news out of England this weekend. When Scott Quigg got knocked out in the 11th round by the bearded wonder Jono Carroll, your your brethren, in their junior lightweight main event. I think that was an ESPN Plus card. But the big news is that 31 Scott Quigg retiring after the bout, writing on Instagram that, quote, it wasn't my night and it showed me it was time to call it a day. It's been a great journey and I couldn't have given the sport any more. And it's been a pleasure working alongside the great Eddie Hearns. I added the great Rafe. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He has no regrets. He's 31. He'll be back. You know that. But are you shocked by this, Rafe? Um, I, if you go back and watch that fight, Brian, it's not that shocking. And it, it, Scott Quigg looked very much the part of a, you know, a, a fighter who just couldn't pull the trigger. He, it was all the telltale signs of a, of a past his prime former, you know, championship level guy who just, doesn't have it anymore but he's only and he may have realized that it's only 31 but he's had a long career he's been in a lot of good fights he had that he had a, a, a solid championship reign at or title reign at uh 122 pounds 
and then he hasn't been able to make weight very well at those at the weights where he was better since. And it, literally, watch that fight, man. He can't pull the trigger. He sort of gets into he gets into position in a few cases, but just can't let his hands go. And he's just and he can't get out of the way of punches. He's a guy. He looks he. It was the classic get old overnight type fight. And if Scott Quigg sticks to that retirement plan, then he uh, it's very hard to judge, uh, very hard to criticize that decision based on the way he looked the other night. And that's not to say that doesn't take anything away from the career he had. He just wasn't the same fighter on Saturday when he went in there to fight John O'Carroll. And look, I, I have given John O'Carroll some stick over the last year or so, hey, but the guy fought well. He looked a lot better. He looked like he's actually improved, learned something from losing to Tevin Farmer. I mean, he he appeared to get slicker. He was um, a lot more uh, his combina- He was throwing some really creative combinations. He was in and out, creating angles. He looked. He, he was really. He was boxing really, really well. Now, could that have been a factor of? Facing a guy who really just didn't have it on the other side of the ring, yes, maybe, but there was some stuff there that looked uh, looked real from John O'Carroll. Looked like he's he's not just a, a beard and a and a body, um, but is actually somebody who can make some fun fights at one thirty. So good for him. Yeah, biggest win of his career. He improves to eighteen one and one. Quig came in after uh, almost a two year layoff. So. When you add that in and he takes a loss like that, you know, maybe I am too quick to judge the, oh, he's 31, he'll be back. It did sort of fall off the cliff overnight. They finally made that Carl Frampton super fight in 2016. He lost by split decision. It was boring, but he did get his jaw broken in that fight, Rafe. And then, you know, Josecito broke my jaw. And then you fast forward to 2018 and he was in that war with Oscar Valdez. Maybe he was never the same after that, Rafe. I guess we're seeing that play out like that uh to close here on scott quigg uh, do you have any um favorite moments you know what's what you know if if someone called you from a a, a british bloke radio station said boxing expert rafe bartholomew oh how will you remember scott quigg well i would say he was a quality bloke and a quality operator and underrated because a lot of his finest performances at 122 pounds weren't Big news here in the states weren't didn't make a ton of uh it weren't a huge part of the the U.S. boxing conversation even though he had something like six defenses of a belt and if and that uh and honestly I remember him looking great being maybe having the most convincing win over Kiko Martinez sent Kiko Martinez to hell better than all the people who have sent Kiko Martinez to hell at a time when Kiko Martinez was slightly harder to send to hell. Wow. Wow. When it comes to that. And the know. ring walk. You got it. You got to give him props for that ring walk where he walked out of his house and down the street into the, into the gym. Okay. That's the defining moment right there. That is, <laughs> that is it. I was completely. trying to honor his real career. Yes. Thank you, but, you very know, much. That's not what we do here. He's a hard man. Okay. He had a good run. Thank you. Uh, That'll do that, Rafe. I got a couple bits, just bits, bits and pieces uh, of news to play by you, okay, to run by you, to get your thoughts, okay? Frank Warren, the co-promoter of Tyson Fury, the lineal and WBC heavyweight champion, says, Rafe, a third, a fight with Anthony Josh has to happen in 2020, told this to BT Sport, and said it'll be the biggest sporting event in Britain in 50 years since England won the Soccer World Cup football 
1966, Rafe. Is that a fair assessment given your history of uh, of British sports? And um, what are the real odds, Rafe? The legitimate odds that in the year of our Lord 2020, we might get Fury AJ. I would say the legitimate odds that we get that fight by the end of this year are, uh, I don't know, 10, 15%. I consider it unlikely. I, c- I think they are genuinely working toward it, but this is heavyweight. Things happen, and Anthony Joshua has to win at least one fight where, I mean, we hear Bob Arum saying Pulev's going to knock his ass out. I don't know if I see that fight that way, but still, he's been upset before. Tyson Fury has to beat Deontay Wilder again, and while he certainly appears to be the better man based on their first two fights, especially the second one, uh, Deontay Wilder can still win any fight. He can. He j- that that is that is that is a fact. So they have intervening fights. They would have to make somehow come together to make that fight. Figure out where it's going to take place. All the network garbage that's going to come on. All the stupid scoops we're going to have to live through about it. No, it ain't going to happen that fast. Would it be the biggest? British sporting event since England winning a World Cup? Probably. That sounds about right. A undisputed heavyweight championship fight between two British fighters, one of whom is uh, neck and neck with Canelo for the biggest star in, in all of world boxing? Yeah, that's a huge fight. Don't count your uh, your hatchcocks before they hatch, though, Rafe, because uh, Deontay still got a stick. I just want to remind you of that. Here's John Fury. I, I believe thoughts. a stick is a jab, and I don't think Deontay does have that. You're a Yankee rooster, my friend. You're a hatchcock. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means, Rafe, but I think he's giving Deontay a, a compliment. Hey, stop blaming your suit, mate. Don't discredit what you've done by making excuses. Because you don't need to, my friend. You've done enough in that fight to prove to the world you was a worthy WBC champion. You've gone up a lot in my book, Deontay. Did you you sent me that interview with Big John with IFL TV. It wasn't Coogan, though. Do you know who was doing it? Was it? It's the Scottish guy. I think it's the same guy who talked to Big John about the internet back in his cell phone yes. uh, back in the trailer. Uh, so John was like real complimentary of Deontay. Not you know no dosser just like like no you're a real warrior you're 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 tough you're a great man that I I, I like that Rafe I like happiness and and respect you don't think that he's also winding him up a little bit ah you're saying the gypsy is always one step ahead of the con I'm not saying that I'm saying that John Fury is a is a very clever canny individual who is all who probably is 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 aware of playing a little mind games here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, Andy Lee did say that, right? About how well those those gypsies play mind games. That's interesting, Rafe. Very, very interesting. All right. Let's talk about things that might get you excited. I'm going to get off by cranking your knob just a little beyond the breaking point. I, I, are you missing wrestling, Brian? Uh, Is that why you played that for us? Uh, I just thought it would pop you, Rafe. Okay. I, I, I'm missing you on the wrestling podcast. Never heard of it. I listen every week. All right. Uh, Rafe, also in the news, Floyd Mayweather is touring the uh, the UK. He was asking Rotherham, Rotherham who he thinks the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world is. Quote, right now, if I had to say a guy who's number one pound-for-pound, pound, and I'm not just saying this because it's two guys. The most exciting fighter in boxing right now is Gervonta. He's the most exciting. He's got 23-0 with 22 KOs. Hands down, Gervonta is the most exciting fighter in the sport. 
But pound for pound, I would have to say Terrence Crawford. Rafe, does that surprise you at all? Since Crawford's non-PBC, I've never heard a history of, of Mayweather saying anything nice about Bud or, or mentoring him or anything. He's straight up saying, yeah, Bud's the best in the world right now. Um. Well, first, my favorite part of that video by far were the groans and boos from the paying audience in 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 the uk when he mentioned javante and he they're just like boo oh god please no right and um, the storm like, clouds are out on gravante davis uh as for him mentioning terrence crawford why not uh, he, it's not a bad choice he it's an honest answer i don't i, I don't really read any ag- uh, a strong agenda i mean look everyone is always probably pushing some agenda but that doesn't come off to me as a some sort of red flag moment i guess you could say that he's not going to say lomachenko because that because gervonta davis is in the same is now in the same division as as vasily lomachenko yeah i guess that's a good question who would he say if it wasn't that he's not going to say a new a right unless he hopes to to box him tension style he's uh he's not going to say uh Canelo because it's his. No, I could see him saying Canelo out of respect. Canelo, like, yeah. like I beat and that also guy because so, he beat him. Yeah, yeah, I could see him wanting to say that. And then you know, I, you would. I, here's what I'm saying. I think you would have guessed Errol Spence, right? PBC guy. He's he's anointed him from the beginning as sort of the next in line. But that know. also that would have made sense too. Um, although I don't know, no, Spence was climbing the pound for pound ranks. At the at the point in time of his his car accident, um, maybe it's just an honest answer. It's not that crazy to look at Terrence Crawford in a boxing ring and be like, "Yeah, that guy is is the best." Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here basically like, did Floyd actually give a real answer? Is this, did this really happen? We can't even, you know, just all right. Uh, that's it, Rafe. That's it. We're gonna find out about this weekend, Rafe. Go, you know, quick show today. You know, basically a power hour we're throwing at the people here. Is it true? That when you look at the landscape of the top prospects in the sport right now, the guys who may explode, Teo, Devin Haney, I mean, I guess Gervonta's kind of still in that category, but not really. He's been a champion. He's been on the higher level. He's about to leap to the pay-per-view level. But you know that group Good of, Lord. you know that group of guys I'm talking about who might have next. Is there a chance that when it's all said and done, Shakur Stevenson goes farther than all of them, Rafe? Of course, there's a chance. Um, he uh, he has the fantastic amateur Olympic pedigree. He d- isn't he hasn't been a particularly exciting fighter so far in his career, but he's still very young. Could be growing into his man strength, as they say. Um, I'm sure we'll be saying that like when he's 27 and still not knocking anyone out. And um, but he looks like I don't know who's going to beat him. I don't look around and see a lot. See a lot of fighters. In and around his weight classes that I think, oh yeah, no, Sakura gonna have trouble with that, with that guy. No. So yeah, he, he, um, he has the makings of a future pound for pound list, you know, top five, maybe even type fighter, but, and he's young enough that I don't, I don't think we should necessarily be clamoring for him to barge into that level right now, but, we also don't need to anoint him before he gets there. I, I'm happy to be patient. I don't think beating Miguel Mariaga means very much at all at this point in Mariaga's career. 
Um, Rafe, he's but Filipino, at the same time, Filipino, Rafe. Pinoy. Mariaga? Yeah, right? He's from Colombia, my friend. Oh, my God. Arcona, Colombia. It was a, a Thailand guy. Did I really just... I think I call, I've been calling him in public, Filipino bro, slugger. Yeah, he's... Um, all right. Thanks for the research. Yeah. There, well, you, uh, yeah, you just, uh, you, you, you got a little bit closer to that white hot core, Brian. Just a little bit. Um, is that a race but, joke? No, it's not. No, it's, I mean, someone, look, if, if, if I came to you and, and referred to you as a Estonia guy when you are in fact a Lithuania <laughs> guy, you might be offended. That's all. All right. All right. Um, beating Mariaga doesn't mean anything. Uh, it would mean something. It was. It means more than losing. I yeah, guess. I mean, I don't that, love the sure. fight. I don't love the fight. He, here's the deal, though. I mean, when you see him fight, you. I think I see more long-term potential than just about any of the other guys because the speed is so there. The attitude seems to be so right. Um, you know, he's got the top what attitude in the ring. I just see like a a, a badass. More than. Okay. Who? What? You don't see that in. Teofimo Lopez, oh, you don't I see, see that, that in, in all of them too. In Devin Haney, you don't see that in Virgil Ortiz. I see that in all of them too. I just see sort of that thing you can't, that intangible that you can't really put your, you know, a, a true definition of on. I see a spirit in him that's almost Floyd-like, Rafe. That's what I'm saying. And and he has the the defense and the speed and the quick hands. I you know, and he's sort of you know he's certainly offensive for a guy that's not hugely powerful. Um. Think about this. He's got the top rank matchmakers. He's got the right people mentoring him, like his manager Andre Ward, co-manager, whatever. He's got. Well, he's got Jay Prince in the corner too, right? Yes. And then yeah. you think. Then now you say he's like best friends with Terrence Crawford, and they spar together, and there's like a mentorship there. I really feel like outside of outside the ring stuff, bringing him down. I mean, he's way too fast for the for the featherweights. Sure, sure, we need to see him in there against an elite, but. I just see this guy rising and doing big things, Rafe. I'm just, I got that feeling. I got that feeling. I mean, look, do I have the same feeling when I see a Devin Haney? Sure. I just feel like this guy's a little bit different, Rafe. All right. Uh, I mean, I, look, I think that he's one of the fighters you would choose for this, for to to sort of bet on over the long term. Um, and I guess we'll just see. I think uh, 130 would be an interesting division whenever he gets there. Although you sort of see something happening, and this is the, especially yeah, it's very smart business for Top Rank, right? They are they're sort of moving fighters up through divisions uh, so that they don't have to fight each other there. So Oscar Valdez goes to 130. Although to their credit, Oscar Valdez is probably going to fight Miguel Burchelt and get his ass handed to him. Um, uh, but it's sort of like we're, we're sort of passing, inheriting these WBO belts through the ranks. Uh, and that, that's a way to keep the fighters progressing in their careers, but also not knocking off internal, uh, prospects and champions. Um, I don't, it, the, recognizing that pattern does not excite me as a sports fan, but it, it appears to be happening. It would be, I guess, I don't, it's hard to tell how likely that unification fight between stevenson and josh warrington down the line would be at, at the same time i know it's, it would be a great achievement for stevenson i wouldn't even i like josh warrington but it, i don't I, I would expect stevenson to win i don't think that that is a uh i, I mean I, apologies to the british listeners who are going to be like whoa, 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 whoa warrington beat frampton and he beat 
Galahad and he beat guys who are actually good. What's going on? Why are you saying this? Those are all good points. He beat Selby. But um, you're basically saying it could end up looking like a hybrid between Floyd Corrales and Floyd Gotti. Yeah, except that um, I, I don't look. I don't see the same amount of venom in Shakur Stevenson's offense as those versions of Floyd, as one thirty, one hundred thirty pound Floyd or one hundred forty pound Floyd against Gotti when he not just outboxed them, but humiliated and beat the live ever living s out of both of them. Park next to him and then get back to me, Rafe. All right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess. Yeah. You, we, we saw some venom in the parking lot. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Miguel Madiaga has three defeats, all against elite competition. Rafe. You know his nickname is the Scorpion. Yeah, I did know that. I just watched a couple of his fights. He lost Oscar Valdez, Vasily Lomachenko, Nicholas. Walters. Rafe, what would happen? What would it look like if, because I feel like they don't want to do this anymore, if Stevenson got in there with Mick Conlon right now? Uh, he would win widely by decision. Interesting. All right. Hey, do you care about this weekend at all? You ready to find out? Yeah, I care a little bit. All right. Friday night, Hinkley, Minnesota. Showbox, Rafe, on Showtime, 10 p.m. Eastern. Interesting prospects stepping up to a more competitive level, really, for the First or second time, depending on how tough you thought his last opponent was. It's unbeaten 140 prospect Brandon Lee out of L.A. Going to take on Camilio Prieto, 10 rounds junior welterweights. Rafe, Lee is 18-0 with 16 KOs. He hasn't fought anybody. But you look at the the package that he brings to the table, right? Where else are you going to find that package, Rafe? Uh, looks like a you know good-looking kid. Backstory, flashy style, got some pop. We're going to find out if he is anything here. Camilio Prieto, 15-2-1, I believe. Um, are you woke at all to what they're trying to build there with Brandon Lee? Yeah, I've watched the last couple of showbox fights. He's fun. Again, who the hell knows because he's he's knocking out cans. He's taking down pies in two rounds or less. But, hey, that's that's better than struggling with, you know, sometimes it's hard to get those pies down. And, and Brandon Lee is going through them like a, like a prime – you know, like a prime Shannon the Cannon. So well, what I like about uh, this and the spirit of Showbox in general is, you know, matching a guy tough to see what he has. You look at Brandon Lee's box record page, you're seeing a lot of guys with records that are like three and 14. So you can only get so excited. But I believe his his only step up was the last fight against Miguel Zamudio. You know, guy who's been around forever, lost 15 times, fought many big names. But uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to check it out. All right. I love me some Showbox. Okay. It would be exciting if Brandon Lee ends up being, you know, close to as good as as the early hype train uh, suggests. All right, Friday night, Telemundo in Mexico City, Adrian Curiel versus Hugo Rosendo Guanaros, ten rounds flyweights. Ian Rafe? No, I'm not. No, no, no. Hey, did you see that? Uh, that you know that Kansas prospect, Nico Hernandez is in? <laughs> Nico Hernandez is fighting bare knuckles. Yeah, what the hell's going on there? I don't know. I guess he needs that money, but that, that's a weird, that's a very, cause he was signed with Matchroom USA, right? He, he headlined that zone card yep. in Kansas. Uh, and then I don't, I don't even know. I haven't seen him on TV since or on streaming or on a, any platform. I guess now, now I'm going to have to pay per view to see him 
fight in some whatever the terrible Swanson communication emails I get about bare knuckle fighting. I don't got that. That's all shit. Shout out to uh, the Swanson. I'm a big Swanson fan. Andrew Roberts, Samuel L. Jackson, the guys over there. You know what I'm saying? All, all, all very, very, very solid blokes. Top blokes and top uh, lasses around. The last, a lot of the Abound. alumni lasses, very, very close friends with. Yes, we. we but I, I wish they hadn't gotten into bed with this bare knuckle stuff, man. I want, I want, I only want box. PR emails. All right. Well, you know, so they got to, you know. Make that money, player. Floyd ain't around. That's they got to Everybody got to eat, baby. Yep. Everybody's got to eat. Uh, so it is Saturday night, New York City, the theater at Madison Square Garden, ESPN. As we mentioned, Shakur Stevenson versus Miguel Mariaga. First defense of that WBO featherweight title that he won from his sister's boyfriend, Rafe. Uh, the only real question here is, is does, does he stop? He didn't win it. it was a vacant, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, does he stop this gentleman, Miguel Mariaga? Not Pinoy, not even close to Pinoy. <laughs> other side, other hemisphere. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I tend to think. Look, the, the the version of Shakur Stevenson that we saw beat Joette Gonzalez in this last fight, that version probably doesn't beat Miguel Mariaga uh, because he didn't quite t- step on the gas enough. To, to go for a knockout and to do more than just why you know win by shutout and look he doesn't have to I think look Shakur Stevenson should I believe whatever is the best version of himself he should fight to that right you don't don't go in there and try to be something that you're not if that is who if if you're not that because it's that's a recipe for eventually getting into trouble so if he needs so if the, his best way to win and it won't go in and you're not. And you ain't. Man. Simple how, as that. It's as simple as that. You know what? I make just reminds me, Brian, of how much I miss turning on the old Fox Box so, uh, in the middle of a Saturday afternoon and Fox watching Box. a PVC face to face hosted by BC. So I or saw even, you put even that... episode one hosted by MC Mike Coppinger. Or or episode uh twenty four hosted by PBC Kate to Kate. Uh Rafe you did put that tweet out into the hem- into the stratosphere. We- I didn't know if you were clowning the show, if you were getting my back. I didn't know the theme of what you were doing there. I couldn't see through it. You think I'm subtweeted you, my man? I don't really know, but but that show has produced so much gold through the it's years. It's all right? love. I will look. It's not a good idea to explain your tweets, explain your jokes, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll break this one down for you. Basically, Brian, what it was, uh, Ugas tweeted something from his episode of Face to Face that you hosted. And on one hand, I wanted to share a little inside joke with our listeners who know that I ain't never well, – I don't got that PBC Face to Face stuff. It's just like I don't got that DAZN stuff. I don't watch it. But I wanted to share that joke with our listeners. Take like a little inside, a little you – know, just messing around and a nudge with the elbow, you know. Um, tip, touch tips as, as we like to say here. But I also wanted to the people who aren't hip to the tip, I wanted to put it out there into the world that, hey, I know that this show is no longer on the air. And you did my man dirty. You did not get the score right. Yeah, picture me riding dirty there. No more checks to cash. Uh, thank you for the, the memories, PBC face-to-face, including this one from Terrell Gaucher, Rafe. Because I know how I'm coming. You know how I'm coming. It ain't going to be enough. Bro. You know how I'm coming, bro. In and out. We'll be inside and outside, man. Oh, you know how I'm coming. Oh, God. That's... 
<laughs> oh, Brian. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go back to Shakur Stevenson. Look, if his best route to victory is out, basically, you know, shutouts, outpointing, outboxing, moving, using the ring, using his his great skill set, then then I say go for that. It will make a statement if he can, if 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 something, you know, if he flips a switch somehow, if he grows into his man strength, if he decides to, after say in the second half of the fight. Mariaga is looking tired, looking a little discouraged because he hasn't been able to catch up with Stevenson. And Stevenson then steps in and starts really lighting him up with combinations in a way that we haven't seen him do in a lot of fights. Um, that would that would make a statement, I think that, and it would be impressive because if you look at the three losses that Mariaga has, he went the distance with Walters, he went the distance and pushed Valdez, and then he was part of the Nomaschenko string of fights. Of guys who just after like seven rounds with Lomachenko is like, forget this, I'm out. Um, so if Stevenson stopped Mariaga in, in any way, he would then be the second fighter to do so after only Vasily Lomachenko. And compared to two other pretty darn good champion level fighters who didn't, weren't able to get Mariaga out of there. Um, and so, yeah, it would be impressive. I, I have seen some quotes from Shakur saying that he wants to be more impressive than Lomachenko and, and make that statement, uh, whether that's just talk uh, or, or not. Who cares? It's good talk. It's what he should be saying. But all he's got to do is go in there and win the best way he knows how. Mariaga, he's he's got a night. He's got a he's a good body puncher. He's pretty fun to watch send sea level guys to hell. Because he, I mean, we'll look up his last knockout against uh, Mejia last last December in Mexico. It is a it is a left it, it catch it's a counter left hook right <laughs> like sort of right right to the gut you know not quite a liver shot but almost and the guy goes flying across the ring writhing in pain. They can't get he's he's in so much pain from a body shot that they can't get his his mouth guard out. Like he's just, he's, he's almost having a seizure from, from body pain. Now you don't see, you gotta, you know how hard you gotta hit a man in the liver to make him writhe like that? <laughs> I, we, we, we did see Roy Jones do that on, on an occasion. Um, but Mariaga is fun in that regard, but I don't think he cuts off the ring. He's quick enough. He, we saw how easily Lomachenko dismantled him and Shakur Stevenson can move uh, almost that well or, or that well, but in a different way. And I don't think I think he's Mariaga's tough, but he, in a way he might be tailor made for Stevenson to, to outpoint and maybe stop late. I like the way he moves. Um, I like the way he moves. Tip, tip, tip. Uh, his co-main event is Jesse Magdaleno versus Sakaria Lucas. Ten rounds featherweights. Magdaleno, Rafe, 2-0. and oh. Since the only loss of his career to Isaac Dogbe, he has since moved up to one two six. The Royal Storm. He did take a win from Hello, the husk of Rico Ramos on this run, but uh I've never heard I don't know this this guy. So hopefully this is a comeback fight for him. Then you can match him. I mean maybe hey, look I if he wins that's a Yep. Yep, take, you're take saying it. You're saying you I don't mean word. to take the words out of your mouth, my friend, but I am right there with you. I would. I think that's a really good fight if if Jesse Magdaleno uh, beats this something guy <laughs> and and looks pretty good. Um, I think that's a, that's an exciting uh, a fight I would look forward to. 
for Shakur Stevenson. I think it's a good, you know, he's Stevenson is in this weird on the job training with a championship belt position. Um, and that, and, and Magdaleno is a guy with a, who's, who does have some speed, does have some power and also has a, a really great amateur pedigree himself. I think that'd be a fun fight if, if it heads in that direction. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, also Saturday night, PBC is giving us on FS1 from Oxon Hill, Maryland. Uh, this is interesting. James Kirkland, Rafe, he's fighting every week here. Ten rounds middleweights against Marcos Hernandez. So, Rafe, is James Kirkland a PBC guy now? Look, I'm not. We can't expect James Kirkland to to really ever. I mean, he never really cashed in on what was capable, what he was capable of, right? The win over got a Canelo fight. You probably got some cash out uh, of that. That's though. true. You're right. He did get the Canelo fight. You're right. Uh, but look, he's always he's one of the best TV fighters we've ever known, unless he takes the black pill before the Carlos Molina fight. Uh, interesting. He's gonna beat Marcos Hernandez, or he should. But who who is he being propped up for? I mean, what what is it? How what's the end game here at middleweight? I don't know. Is is he gonna beat? Oh God, Jamal, the end game. Charlo, very, yeah, in an all Texas is, is very scary. Um, yeah, I kind of hope he does not get to the end game because the end game, unfortunately, is probably Jamal Charlo. Um, that's how bad things are right now. Um, but uh, I don't. I'm not so convinced that the, I I don't I I don't know that. Um, I don't. I, I haven't. I, I. I. I'm not even sure if I've ever seen Hernandez fight, but that doesn't stop guys from beating um, James Kirkland. Sometimes, you know, that was my introduction to the great noble hero Ishida. Yes. And um, you know, Kirkland doesn't have much of a chin. I don't know what he's been doing recently. Like he. Has, when when was his last fight? Are you looking? Don't even pull it up. No, it's going to take twenty minutes. Strong enough um, for that. I think on. he had. I do think he. I, I remember him having some off tv or on weird pay-per-view uh tune-up fight last year but he had a bunch of tune-up fights rafe in like the last two months i think he's had two of them he's on we talk about him a lot you know i know and i always say i don't care um oh i care about him but there's just been no tv so you know yeah yeah no tv it's tough to care without 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 the without the idiot box to make me care about something or the fox Um, box as you called it the fox box yeah, the fox boxes. There's uh, you were you were quite a fox on that box. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Rafe. Also Saturday. Um, you... Look, upset, upset. He gonna lose. This wow. is gonna what? Beat some guy is yes. gonna beat him. So some, no. Yes, some guy he'll can get... beat James Kirkland no, no, at this no. point in James Kirkland's no, no, career. No. Are you crazy? No, no, no. He'll get to yeah, the that... he'll get to the gates of hell, and then a Charlo will send him there. Look, okay? someone, someone then is gonna have to black pill all of. <laughs> Kirkland's opponents <laughs> before they get him there because Kirkland ain't getting back Don't to a championship level by himself. Don't make me look up this himself. guy's record who he's fighting. The guy's probably an Uber driver, Rafe. Okay, it was probably convenient for the promoters. Like, well, he'll drive to the arena anyway, so we don't even have to. Nobody's getting corona pills. <laughs> Saturday, Orange, California, your old backyard, Rafe. You can go to the ThompsonBoxing.com to watch this eight-round lightweight bout as Rafael Reyes faces Michael Dutch Oven, Rafe. Your thoughts? I mean, Dutch over is pretty good. Um, he, he had that loss last year, but you know, these Thompson, the Thompson boxing cards are fun. All right. There's a lot of no TV this weekend in the United States. A lot of them, right? Like you can go to Tampa and if you avoid the Corona, you can see Silky Wilkie camp for it in a co-main event, right? Okay. I'm looking <laughs> for Cornflake Lamana. I don't think he's back this weekend, right? All right. Uh, we got a card in Australia. No one you you use ever heard of. Uh, also, there's a uh, when St. Patrick's Day. What day of the week is that? Seventeenth Tuesday. Okay, there's a uh, Mick Conlon. Mick Conlon card there. See, I don't like that they're separating them. 
like do it this weekend at the Garden and make this year St. Patrick's Day card. Have Mick Conlon in like the co-main event to to Shakur Stevenson. And instead, you're getting Mick Conlon in the main event on Tuesday, ESPN Plus against Belmar Preciado. Ten rounds featherweights. Michaela Mayer, Rafe, in the co-main against Melissa Hernandez. I know you're a big Michaela don't Mayer forget, fan. Don't forget a- Andy Lee trained hot Irish prospect Patty Donovan on that as well. Yes, against Gregory Young, a guy I really like, former top-ranked prospect. Uh, was he hot? What's his name? Hot Hands? Julian Rodriguez? You know this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's good. Not Sweet Hands. Is it Hot Hands? What the heck's his nickname? I think he's a puncher. It sounds right. It's definitely not Sweet Hands. He took he took a long time off from from the game, but he's back. Uh, his hands is too hot. His father. Cool I think his his stepdad is his trainer, and it was the same trainer that was in the corner of Glen Tapia when he when he got sent to hell by. Oh, that's Kirkland. a good sign. That's always good. He, oh, wow, wow. Jersey boy, another Jersey boy. Are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah. All right, that's it, Rafe. I I don't, I don't want to talk about boxing anymore. That's it. Okay. That's, it. That's my life, man. Um, tell me about your life to close here, Rafe. You got any updates? You gonna you have a set at uh at the at the comedy store coming up? What what's going on? Oh man, I'm just trying to trying to get outside, and walk my dog every day without uh without catching any bugs. All right. Uh, you sent me the sound from this man named Mister Skinny, who's really making me laugh. Uh, is, is he a new like uh? Is he a new T Street controversy, my man Terrell Van? Is he in that vein? I think that Mr. Skinny has been around for a long time, but he just doesn't – he's not a boxing head. It's not like a boxing YouTube guy. He's He, he just – this was such – Wilder Fury was such a big fight that he had to get in on the action. And I'm very – I'm very – we're, we're all we're all glad that he did. Tyson Fury looked like he wanted to give you his last name. He licked your neck. He didn't do nothing. No need for a part three. <laughs> I mean, I see no lies in that. Do yeah. you, Brian? It's, that, that's, that is, if not for the contract, I see no need for a part three. He licked his neck and Deontay didn't do nothing. We got British kids chiming in on that fight. He silenced all them Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, America. <laughs> Bang it full of quarters, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These Yanks, they don't think they, they're not very tough, are they? Oh, my goodness oh my goodness how's richie doing by the way is he settled into his new stomping Rafe, did he get divorced or deported because i don't like man alone stay out of his life (laughs) he's doing the the clips now in front of like some broken blinds behind him it doesn't look like a a safe dwelling rafe I think I think it's up to code, all right. I'm not too worried about Richard Dwyer's house collapsing and and <laughs> shutting down the operation. He's I, I get a little worried whenever I see him in that heavy um, sort of Sherpa style yes. sweater, the zip up. I I just don't know what's going on with that. I'm I'm thinking about reaching out to him just just as like a wellness check. You know, contact me. Let's work it out. Let's fight. Wow, wow, Rich. I don't really want to go that far, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got, I have life advice for Rich if he's going through anything right now, Rafe. Be different or die. Please Just, don't please die. Don't die. Be different. Please, Why don't, different? Please because don't die, Richard. Don't, do not die. You're special. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's the show for this week. My colleague, Rafe Bartholomew, can be found at Rafe Boogs on Twitter. Find his work on theathletic.com, Rafe. 
Please do. Please subscribe, read, enjoy, comment. I'm active in the comments. You can get at me. You can get a piece of me in them comments. Uh, they should. When's your Q and A each week? When's your chat? What's your you know? For the the hell no. They, they just tell me to ask me to do something. I say yes. Okay. Uh, do you have any life advice for anyone about about the struggle about navigating? Prepare your horse for the war. And it's gonna be a challenge. And- Gotta be a challenge. <laughs> Rafe, I think I should quit competitive sports. I'm not. I'm not. It's 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 too real to me, Rafe. I gotta stop. All right. I feel you, man. I mean, I'm nursing a, a bruised rib. I strained a calf pretty bad. It ain't it ain't it ain't a picnic out there in these old man sports streets. Yeah, I I, I it's it's too real to me. And when you don't have the body to back it up, because yeah, you know when you get into a little a little tussle on the court, Rafe. I don't mean a physical fight. I mean stop getting into tussles. It's not you don't have to be that physical. I mean it's a physical game, but don't be a dirty. Don't but, don't be. No, don't. I, I didn't I didn't play dirty. I was arguing over a call. But do you know you know when you get into one of those. The reason why I get into one of those so often, Rafe, because like Billy Ho, I'm in an effing zone, right? I, I, I know, I, I'm, I know which guys on the court instantly play better when they're mad and which ones play worse, right? I play better when I'm mad. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning the cranks, right? I'm, I'm raising the temperature. The problem is, Rafe, when you do that, when you raise a man's temperature, you know he's going to bring it on the next few plays, right? You're probably going to catch an elbow. He's going to try to, like, back, you know, gangster style, just back you down and score. The problem is when you don't have a gas tank and your body parts are sore, he'll get you. He'll get you. So you can't really talk that trash because you can't back it up. You swallowed, Brian. And once a man does that, it's time to end the podcast for Rafe Bugs, it's your boy BC. Uh, I don't know, review us or something. Um, check out our friends in the media, Eric Raskin, Karen Mulvaney on the Showtime Boxing Pod. Always a good time, right? Maybe check out some British bloke like the Five Live Jabber that that Rafe listens right, to. Right, Buncey and Costello. Shout out to our friends that leave it in the ring, right? Johnny Sig, Kurt Emoff, they, Evan uh, Fistianados, Evan Rakowski, that, that David Duenas and his boys, Emil Carr and Kenny. Shout out to the uh, Irish crew, the Alex Godinez crew, the ADK crew. Uh, shout out to Ulrich Anderson, who's really coming for that crown, Rafe, okay? Homer's in your DMs all the damn time, all right? You want to shout out yeah, any, any, anyone else in our no, I don't want, I don't want to shout nobody out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rafe. Give it to the people, okay? We out.